Alright everyone, welcome to my podcast. My name is Sabrina Bus, and this is the first and only installment of the Digital Learning Series. Today we will be discussing the issues that remote learning caused by COVID-19 has created for learning and teaching in the secondary schools and how to get around these issues in order to create a safe and productive environment. Firstly, what are digital technologies and digital learning? Digital technologies are stated by the Victorian Education and Training Department can be defined as electronic tools, systems, devices, and resources that create and store data, whereas digital learning are the usage of these technologies for the purpose of learning. COVID-19 and the lockdowns has forced schools to rely solely on digital learning in the era of remote learning. While keeping up with society's technological advances and its benefits to the classroom, being thrusted so abruptly into an environment with very limited knowledge on how to manage these digital technologies raises a lot of issues that most teachers are unprepared for. Lucky for you, I'm here to address some of these issues and hopefully provide some useful advice that you as a teacher can implement into your classroom, whether it be during remote learning or digital learning in the classroom. These issues include the distraction and the decrease of productivity it creates, the increase of mental health issues that students face, and the issues that not knowing how to use some of these platforms can have on student learning. The transition to remote learning due to restrictions imposed by COVID-19 across the globe, teaching now has been harder than ever. Now we are in an age where learning and teaching takes place online and inside our own homes, isolated from the rest of the class. Due to this, it has caused some adverse effects on productivity. Remote learning has afforded students the luxury of being in the comfort of their own homes while also being in class. But what happens when lockdowns drag out and students take advantage of the seemingly luxurious new lifestyle? The number of students who don't turn on their webcams increase, the number of students who join online lessons while still being in bed increase, and attendances start to drop. This is a result of students' lack of motivation as it dwindles down the drain, and for some of them, so do their grades. This not only affects them, but also you as a teacher. You start to question what you're doing wrong and simply telling off these students don't work. Ferry, Griffoni and Guzzo had analysed an online discussion forum with international experts from all over the world, as well as analysed data from secondary sources online and found that remote learning had led to the decrease in motivation in both teachers and students, overall productivity and as well as in some cases a decrease in academic performances in students. Upon looking further into this research, pedagogical challenges and loss of human interaction between students and teachers as well as amongst the students themselves, are what's most associated with the lack of motivation. Where previously students and teachers were face-to-face, social interactions came naturally. Compared to now being thrust into a new environment that makes many uncomfortable, having to turn on your web camera, worrying about background noises or interruptions, worrying about if your background looks messy for fear of being judged, are all very normal concerns for anyone to have. It is understandable why interaction and motivation has dropped. However, other researchers such as Hashes refute these findings to an extent, claiming that effective digital learning boosts students' motivation levels, keyword being effective. So how do we create effective digital learning? It is best to tackle the root of the issue, and in most cases, as stated by the article, it is the lack of interaction between all parties. This implies that we adjust our pedagogy and add focus to our interactive and group activities by implementing the digital interactive resources such as Kahoot, we can increase student participation engagement levels as Kahoot is a competitive style quiz game. This allows students to improve their knowledge of the content while also interacting with each other 
and maintaining that bond they had before lockdown. Other digital activities include having students actively participate in group projects that rely on communication. Not only does this strengthen their relationships, but also allows them to progress academically. As Rygotsky's zone of proximal learning claims that students who work together learn more than students who work alone. This in conjunction with von von Brenner's ecological model, specifically working with those in their microsystem, which encapsulates the inner circle of an individual, those that they are most closest to, further boosts interactivity as there is a level of comfortability amongst those students to be able to freely engage. The decline of social interaction, both physically and online, has also had major effects on the mental health of students. Recess and lunch times were meant to be a time to not only eat, but also socialise and play with your friends. In most cases, online school now only prioritises the learning aspect of school and offers no alternative for students to socialise. Studies such as Akpinar have found that despite online learning being an effective solution to learning during lockdown, it's responsible for causing major stress which is heavily associated with the isolation from peers and teachers. While Akpinar found that the removal of individuals from an environment that they're familiar with, meaning from school to online learning, however, Horito, Nishio and Yamamoto's research rejects the idea that depression levels increased or caused any academic stress for students who are continuing their studies at the institutions that they were at before the pandemic. That being said, the research still aligns with the theory that digital learning and its effects on students' mental health has been particularly harmful for students who are entering a new environment and don't have any friends such as prep students and year sevens. They had found that those students had developed high academic distress as they had to adapt to a new and unfamiliar chapter in their learning but also as well as adapt to a new school which would have already been daunting and can also be harmful to students who are shy, introverted or suffer from social anxiety. This raises many issues that could have long-term and severe consequences such as depression and lack of communication skills. We as teachers have the necessary tools to be able to provide online social interaction sessions for our students at our fingertips yet we don't use it. Zoom, Teams, Webex, Google Classroom, etc. can all be used for more than just online teaching, yet we don't take advantage of the digital technologies that we are afforded. Overall, there is some form of consensus that digital learning and its failure to incorporate social interaction has caused damage to the mental health of students. To combat this issue, it is suggested that we incorporate designated Zoom calls for social interactions between students, both whole class and breakout rooms. While this isn't exactly the same as in-person socialising, this does however provide students with some form of normality back into their social lives. Having discussion topics at hand would help break the ice between students who don't know each other that well, as well as help prevent quiet breakout rooms. If your school's primary mode of digital learning is using Teams, incorporating a Teams channel for students to communicate openly and post memes would be a socially engaging idea, with of course guidelines and boundaries of what they can and can't post, as well as moderation. Another issue related to the digital learning during this pandemic is the effects that having limited knowledge on how to use some of these platforms like Zoom and Teams can have on teaching and student learning. Nobody expected there to be a pandemic as large as this and therefore nobody planned for situations like these and being forced to abruptly transition to remote learning with very limited knowledge on how to use many of these online digital platforms wasn't ideal. This could lead to many issues that you may not know how to solve or that you might not even be aware of which is quite scary to think about. For instance, having a Zoom class that isn't password protected can allow anyone to join the call and have the link for it. 
This is what is commonly referred to as Zoom bombing, the act of an unwanted guest joining a Zoom call and causing a scene. This puts everyone's privacy and safety at risk as you never know what people's true intentions are. Studies such as the one conducted by Beardsley, Alwa, Hernandez, Leo and Argonne have found that there is a need to enhance educated digital skills and competence for effective digital learning. However, the continuous use of these platforms equates to experience and familiarity, therefore building up these skills. This suggests that those who have yet to teach online need to build up these skills in order to be able to effectively participate in digital teaching. What are some ways to go about solving this? Simple. If COVID-19 has taught us anything, it is to plan for the unexpected. Have a backup for your backup. If Zoom fails, rather than ending the class, move the class to another application such as Microsoft Teams. If you feel that you have unreliable Wi-Fi, always have data on your phone that you can then use to hotspot to your computer. Password protect everything. As digital technology progresses, so does its risk factors. Information that you have learnt a few years ago is not going to be sufficient or relevant today. Have discussions with your students and set guidelines and boundaries, much like with the Bring Your Own Device initiative. Have students adhere to the set rules and know how to conduct themselves during remote learning. Much like the study mentioned before, join forums and Twitter threads to communicate with other teachers. As going back to Vygotsky's sign of proximal learning, it can, be, it can also be applied here as people who work together learn more than those that work alone. Have a support network of other teachers, not just your school, but also across the world as you can see, as you can see things in a different light and have you come up with solutions you wouldn't have come up with alone. Overall, digital learning as it stands now has many issues as the strategies and pedagogical approaches used are not suited for this new environment. Digital learning can be an amazing and beneficial experience if used correctly to avoid issues such as the lack of motivation and productivity in students and the mental health issues that arise from the lack of social interactions during lockdown. Alright, thank you for listening. That is it for this podcast. I hope you enjoyed.